Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, everybody. Sarah, I am so excited to be here with you yet again to continue this conversation about this taboo subject called personal finances. I mean, I love just getting together with you, talking about how to manage money and addressing our viewers' questions. And we got another great one today. Today, Jade writes into us and asks, what is our advice to stop using credit cards for monthly expenses like groceries, television bill, and things like that? So Jade, I know this one strikes really close to home for me. When I first started my new money habits, I had everything linked to the credit card all those auto payments for the satellite, for the cable internet, anything and everything I could have on auto payment through the credit card, I did. So this is a great question. So Sarah, what advice do you have for Jade? Well, you know, I think I was the same way, Nino, right? I, I used my credit card <clears throat> for about everything, you know, groceries and um, because it was kind of my safety net for a while. I, I, I used it as a safety net before I was really on my journey of getting um, my money under control, you know, because I was, it was kind of out of control for me. And <clears throat> um, so I used the credit card for everything, right? And then I did pay it off once a month. But you know, for me personally, when I, when my husband and I were starting our journey and wanting to get better habits built surrounding our finances and feel like we were in control better, one of the areas that we decided we needed to make some changes on was to stop using the credit card for all of those purchase, purchases and to use just our debit card. And part of the reason why we made that transition was because honestly, for me, it didn't make me feel good um, using my credit card because I was paying for last month's things. Right? I wasn't paying for this month's items. Even though I'm budgeting $600 for groceries this month, if I went over last month, then it's taking out of this month's budget. And I didn't like the feeling. I did not like that feeling at all. And that transition for us took a process, right? It took a while for us to um, start moving one thing at a time is kind of what we decided to do. Um, because it was hard on our budget to move everything at once. And so we started making small changes, um, taking some of those auto pays off of auto pay and switching accounts and moving them to our regular debit, you know, our checking account. Um, but for me, you know, and Nino, I, I know that you do things maybe a little bit differently. And that's what's so great about this is that there, we can do things differently and it just, it works for each of us um, in our own situation. But for me personally, I don't like using the credit card for any of those things because I'm paying for last month's items, not this month. And um, so, you know, to more answer, hopefully answer Jade's question, how to stop. I started moving one thing over at a time, maybe two, right? And because it was like a double payment. I was paying for last month. I knew I had to make that credit card payment, but I also am budgeting for items this month. And so I started moving one or two items over a month um, until we got everything off of the credit card 
and just coming out of our checking account. Um, I think, I think you just, I think you interpreted that question a little bit differently than I did and in a fantastic way. One of the things I didn't even necessarily consider is during that transition, and, and obviously at some point I would have had to have done the same thing, but what an astute observation that during that transition, you have to now budget for the month ahead. So that cable bill of $60 that's gonna be coming out on the 15th, but you're also paying a credit card bill from last month that has that $60 cable charge on it. And so there, there is a little finessing that needs to happen to transition unless, I mean, if, if you already earn, out earn what you are spending in a month, you might be able to kind of make that transition happen easily. But if you're anything like mm -hmm. I was when I first got started, you're living so close to the edge that mm -hmm. paying double in one month would have been incredibly difficult. And that's exactly where we were, you know, that we were just getting things and living below our means, but barely, right? I mean, we, we didn't have enough to pay because that's essentially what it was, is paying double, paying the credit card bill, which is everything from the, the previous month and then everything that's coming out this month. We didn't have those funds in our budget to be able to do that um, all at once. And so we did, we had to spread it out over several months. Um, now there are ways, as you said, Nino, if, if you've got some, um, extra discretionary funds, you've, you know, got some, some funds where you can move your budget around to account for, for switching everything over. Sure. But we certainly weren't in a position to do that. And so, and I think that's where I really got more into recognizing how my dollars, how I was feeling surrounding money, right? Cause I really started to recognize, I don't like paying last month's stuff in this month. Um, and my bill always hit, I'll tell you, it always hit on the 25th. So I was paying for, you know, the previous month, kind of at the end of the next month. And mm -hmm. I just didn't like the way that made me feel. So, um, you know, again, I guess going back to the question, um, it's important to know how much you're spending, right? Have a, have a good budget written. So, you know, what you can um, budget in this month or, you know, in the, your current month to start moving, transitioning some of those expenses over if that's what, if that's what you'd like to do. Yeah. That's a really good point. It got me thinking that maybe one of the ways that you can help yourself transition if need be. And, and before I kind of get into it, I kind of just want to remind our listeners, you know, we talk about here at New Money Habits, we have core principles that we believe in. And one of those core principles is to have a plan. We also believe that the plan has to be unique to you. So mm -hmm. I'm about to suggest something completely different. And it's just because <laughs> you have to figure out what works for you. It's about having a plan. That plan has to work for you. Otherwise, you're never going to go and execute the plan. So maybe... Maybe one plan is like how you've outlined it, Sarah, where you kind of transition over time. Maybe it takes a few months to transition those auto debits from a credit card over to your debit card, and, and that's the way you transition. But it got me thinking that another way that you can transition, if you're looking to transition 
faster is you have to kind of prioritize like is the transition more important than an emergency fund or is an emergency fund more important than the transition because you may have some money sitting aside that could aid you in this transition and what i let me be explicitly clear in two different ways one you could almost treat this like you are behind on your bills because technically you are but right that's just a technicality so you can treat it like you're behind on your bills which means you do nothing else until you get caught up on your bills so you're not saving extra money you're cutting back on eating out for a pay period or two whatever it takes to just kind of get caught up on your bills so if you have some money saved and you're deciding you know what i really want this transition out of being you know um beholden to my credit card and i want to be able to do this through my debit card and my checking account well then you might use some of those saved funds to help with that transition more quickly so it's not about one one way is the right way and another way is the wrong way it's just Right. However you want to do that. And so, yeah, you might want to look at it like you're behind on your bills. And and I didn't explicitly kind of delineate the two, but the first is look at it as though you're behind on your bills. And the second is that take savings if you have savings, if this transition is important enough to you to make that transition and then go back to, um, you know, putting that money away and saving it for the future. It's just a couple of ways that you can kind of work through that transition. And I like what you said there too, about deciding what's important to you, right? Because at different times of our journey, different things become more important, right? And it's about, we talk about prioritizing, prioritizing, you know, when we're writing our plan, what is priority? And so this might be a point where this isn't important to you, right? And so maybe if you're making an extra payment, towards, uh, I'm just going to use a car payment, right? And you're making a plan and you're paying, but this might be more important to you to switch from the credit card. And you know what? Maybe evaluate why is this important to you? Are you, are you not following your plan by using your credit card? You know, I would, I would ask the question, why do you want to stop using the credit card for your expenses? Um, because maybe you don't necessarily need to. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's another um, important question to ask is why. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that when I first started my new money habits, I did the same thing. So um, because I was um, encouraged to get rid of my credit cards altogether, I think I've shared on past episodes, uh, I, I called and canceled all 13 credit cards and I, I didn't have a credit card to my name. So if I was going to do any auto payment, it was going to be on the debit card or linked to the checking account. And as time went on and my new habits became simply the way that I managed money, then I started to kind of reevaluate. And I think that it's important to remember that we're allowed to do that, right? That <laughs> when you start a new nutrition and diet program, you start a new um, weight loss program or a fitness program. When you start budgeting 
you're going to do it one way. And as you create long-standing habits, you can start to reevaluate what works for you and what doesn't. And one of the things that did work for me is not having a credit card. That's a different story for a different day. But once I had a credit card again, I started to ask myself, why am I putting my money in my checking account at risk for a possible double charge, right? We hear that all the time about like when you have something on auto payment, the inevitable, I got charged twice. If you get charged twice out of your checking account, depending on what kind of buffer you have and all that, that could really put you in a pinch. It could lead to overdraft fees, et cetera, et cetera. So I asked myself, I reevaluated and I asked myself, why am I putting my money at risk when I have these new established habits that are now my long withstanding money management skills, right? There's a difference between having a habit and having a skill, right? Like I, That's a good I can, point. Good point. and so I had this new skill and I thought to myself, okay, well, what if I put these reoccurring monthly charges like my cable internet, my cell phone, and a couple of others back on my credit card? And I'll tell you today, that's what I do. I do have it back on the credit card. And I got to tell you, you, you have me reevaluating once again, because I love your point about in the, in this month, I'm quite literally paying for last month's bills. And that's messing with me. I got to tell you, like ever since you said it, <laughs> I'm over here stewing in the, wait a minute, I'm paying for last month's bills. This, oh, like. So who knows? I might do something different. I might not. But I think it's also important to know that you make the you ask yourself, why do I want to make this transition? And if you're only doing it because you think you're supposed to, it's not going to last. If you're doing it because you actually want to manage your money differently and be better at managing your money, then you're going to find wild success with it. Well, and you should along exactly along that point is when you want to learn how to manage your money, you should be asking yourself these types of questions too, right? And really kind of figuring out what are your pain points? What are the things that you're not real happy with, right? And for me, and you know, you know, I've thought about it several times, you know, thought about, well, I've built the habits now. I could easily go back to using, you know, putting the, the charges on the credit card and just making that payment. But for me, that doesn't make me, it doesn't sit well with me, right? It just doesn't sit well with me. And I know other people that do it very successfully and it works very well for their budget. And, um, and, you know, I think hearing a different perspective, you know, that's why I like having these conversations with you. And I love the questions that come in because it allows us to have a different type of perspective thrown out there as well. And, you know, I've evaluated my own journey the past couple of months, you know, and some of the things that I was doing before, um, dare I say, because I thought I needed to, right? And maybe I didn't necessarily need to. So you, you start to figure out what really works for you and what you feel good about doing. Um, and what is important to you in your journey. Yeah. 
I'm going to take a moment and, and uh, kind of address what I feel like maybe the elephant in the room. Maybe, maybe not. Mm. <clears throat> and that is, well, if, if you don't have a cookie cutter approach for me to follow, how am I supposed to implement your teachings? Right? I feel <laughs> That's like, a good one. I feel like that might be bubbling up a little bit for maybe one or two listeners, right? If you don't have a cookie cutter approach for me to follow, how am I supposed to implement your teachings? Mm. And I think it's, it's important to know, or for me to reiterate, like the number one thing you have to have is a plan. That plan is called your budget and your budget can look any way you want it. See, like the important part there is to have the plan. What plan you have is less important than having the plan itself. If you, mm. if you can follow that logic. So there are some people who teach about a 10, 10, 80 budget. This is take 10% of your income and save and invest it. Take 10% and give it away and, and live off the other 80%. And then there's a similar uh, 20, 10, 20, 70 budget or whatever, whatever mm. these numbers are. And they're the, right. they are these cookie cutter approaches. Well, what if you're not okay with those percentages? What if those percentages don't work for you? Then, then what, you just don't do a plan? What if, one of my favorite examples to give is if a budget tells you that you're supposed to say, let's say it says to spend 10% on food every month. Okay, um, I, I apologize for, to our listeners who are not big math nerds like myself for this example coming up. But imagine you make four thousand dollars a month. That's the that's the household income. Ten percent of that would be four hundred dollars. If you are single and spending four hundred dollars on food, good, bad, or indifferent, that is different than if you're a family of five and you're spending four hundred dollars on food. The percentage doesn't work. And so right. do we just throw out the plan because we don't like the percentage? This is why we say having a plan much more important than which plan you are using. But if you're looking for a plan and you're like, but I need something, of course, New Money Habits has you covered. You go to our website, you download our budget template, and you start to learn our principles about how we think a budget works best. And that is one you budget per your pay period, not just the month. Mm -hmm. So if you're paid bi-weekly, you're budgeting every two weeks. You're paid weekly, you're sitting down every seven days and doing a budget. And our second principle is that you need to prioritize your expenses. By prioritizing your expenses, you know what you can cut out of your budget almost immediately because it's the last thing on the list. So that's our quote, cookie cutter approach. Sorry for that little tangent, but I wanted to just reiterate the importance of having a plan. And then that plan can help guide you to these decisions on, do I use my debit, my checking, or a credit card for auto payments, or maybe to your earlier point about how you feel, because a lot of personal finance is about how you emotionally respond to these mm -hmm. various stimuli. Maybe you go old school and you write checks and mail them in. Again, it doesn't matter how you do it as long as it works right. for you. Right. And, you know, I think that 
to, to even piggyback a little bit off of that, that, um, it's, it allows you to recognize when you're starting this, you know, if you're starting your journey, I, I think having putting together your plan for the first time, it allows you to start to recognize areas that maybe you don't really feel good about. Right. And for me, it made me recognize when I was using my credit card, it was easier for me to spend money that I had not budgeted for because I wasn't keeping track of it as well. Right. And so when you're starting to put together your plan and you're writing your budget, I allowed myself kind of a pass, you know, justified purchases because I was using my credit card. And for me, I knew that that was an area that I wasn't going to be as successful with my budget and getting my money under control and developing these new habits if I wasn't willing to look at those areas and be really um, open with myself, right? And say, okay, this is a problem for you, Sarah. And unless you make some changes going forward, it's probably not going to change the situation, you know, a ton. And so for me, you know, that was one of the big things was getting out of using that credit card because it made it easier for us to overspend in, in budget categories. And it was just every month became more and more difficult to get that payment, you know, to pay it off in full. And so I think, mm. you know, it's so much of this journey is, is some self-reflection, right. And learning and, and, and developing a different relationship with money. And, um, Go ahead. I can, I could see that that sparked something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I, again, I, I, I just, when you say something that I'm like, yes, like, like in my spirit, I hear truth and I'm like, yes, that's so true. And like, it's so important. You, you again, have me even kind of reevaluating my own circumstances. And that is, mm. you know, with, with, Amidst, amidst, uh, amidst a global pandemic, we've all turned to some conveniences in our lives, right? And I know one yeah. of them for me is I love to, when I'm going to order food out, whether that's Panda Express, and no, none of these names are sponsors of the New Money Habits podcast, but <laughs> Panda Express, Chipotle, Domino's Pizza. Yes, I said Domino's. I can't even believe it myself. But their, their pizza games on 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 uh, uh, is lit, as the kids say. Um, but it's really easy to turn to their mobile applications and order the food through their mobile app, and to already pay for it in advance, so that you're just going and picking it up, right? Like hmm. this, that convenience in the world we live in today is a beautiful thing. But to your point, it has now allowed my wife and I to slip in the mm. eating out category. Because when the eating out category used to be cash only, it was really yeah. easy to see when we were at the end of our spend. It's mm. really easy to be like, oh, but it's just eight bucks for a pizza. Or, oh, it's just 16 bucks this one time. Well, you do that five or six times and it adds up. And so you make such a good point. Like there are obviously studies that also suggest 
that we spend more when we purchase with a credit card than when we mm -hmm. don't. But there's a real life practical, like the credit card is blowing things up right here, <laughs> right now, today for those reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for me, I, I use cash envelopes, so I'm just going to go with the eating out. This is a big reason why I use cash envelopes in a lot of categories is because for me, I, that, I need that visual. I need that mm -hmm. visual to say, oh, I'd like to go out to eat. And I open it up and there's $3 left in there. Not going out to eat today, right? It's, it's easier for me to look at that and tell myself, no, you've used the dollars that you've allocated for that already, Sarah. And um, for me, getting out of that habit of allowing or justifying, you know, the smaller purchases, my budget cushion can handle that, right? My checking mm -hmm. account cushion can handle it. Or it's, you know, they've already got my credit card number. I'll just put it on there and, you know, it'll be fine. And for me, I was doing too much of that justification. So um, I personally... I don't like to use credit cards for that reason because it doesn't allow me to be in control of my dollars the way I want to be in control of them and the way I feel good about it, right? And so, um, but putting together that plan and deciding what you feel good about. And you know what? I love having this conversation because it opens my eyes and I'm, I'm happy that um, we can bounce things back and forth off of each other too. Right. And just to say, you know, maybe this is an area that I can evaluate on my own life. Yeah. Yeah. It's it can't be overstated that. The, you know, this 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 idea, this this entire topic of money, it's huge. Right. There's there's mm -hmm. so much involved in it, but it cannot be overstated that there's no absolute right or wrong answer cash envelopes mm -hmm. great credit cards okay if you use them and manage them well like it, it's not an all or nothing but it is what has been lacking from this whole topic is education and mm -hmm. it's 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 having an open dialogue around an otherwise taboo topic right like who sits down at a dinner party and starts saying so uh how badly do you overspend on your credit card now that you, you know we're living amongst a pandemic and and you know you're eating out more often and you're doing it with convenience like nobody's having this right. conversation so what i do hope for our listeners is that uh they can relate right that they find what we're talking about relatable and then through education and talking through not only what we we are doing, what we have done, what we do with our clients, I'll tell you like there like this whole idea of uh, using a credit card to um, for like reoccurring bills is mm -hmm. is something that along the lines. I mean, I've been coaching uh, couples and individuals for the last seven plus years. And some of them are like, I'm not going to change that, right? Like, you know, you can preach to me all day long that I shouldn't have these reoccurring charges on my credit card. And what it really challenged me to do as their financial coach is meet them where they are 
and just help them mm-hmm. devise a plan that allowed them to do the thing that they were going to do, but to do it wisely and to do it effectively. And so that they were in control. Cause at the end of the day, having a plan means that you're in control. Going through life Absolutely. without a plan means everything's kind of happening to you. And that reminded me really quick of a point about like going back to even just the transition of getting off of the credit cards and going to like mm-hmm. the debit card or the checking account. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the things that's going to bubble up as you start to evaluate, like what are all the things you're going to, you're paying for is you might see a bunch of subscriptions or things that you're like, why do I even have this anymore? And the only yes. reason this happened to uh, my mother-in-law, in fact, like she had like a gym membership that like she had totally forgotten about. I mean, like 10 years forgotten about. Wow. So for wow. 10 years paying whatever it was, even if it's $20 a month, but $20 a month for 10 years, because sometimes when we don't have a plan and we're not in control, we kind of lose sight of what do I even have? We see a credit card statement. We kind of look through, I was going to say we look through the charges, but let's be honest. How many people are even looking through the charges on their credit card statement? I mean, I know I do because I'm a nerd, but... (laughs) Well, me- I do because <laughs> go ahead. But in, in people that I work with, right? That's the first thing I ask is, you know, what subscriptions do you have? We talk a lot about this because they're like, oh no, I don't have that. I don't. I only have. I'm just gonna, you know, these three. Okay. And then the next time we meet, they're like, Sarah, I had so many. I had no idea because I had never looked. Mm-hmm. Sign up for the free trial. And you forget to cancel, right? And so $7 here and $10 there, they add up, but they're generally not enough that you're noticing them. So I know what I I look, but most people don't. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I will give credit to our listeners because if you're listening to us and you've been hanging out with us for the last 20 plus (laughs) minutes, you're a nerd like we are and you look at your credit card statements. But maybe it's your accountability partner, your spouse, whoever that isn't looking or, you know, just the vast majority of people are not really going through their their statements. At this point, with everything electronic and online, you know, once upon a time to balance your checkbook, you, you, you know, you used to actually like flip open the checkbook and you would like write down what you spent on. And then you would like get the bank statement in the mail and you would kind of reconcile and sit next to it. And like, yeah, that, that used to be a thing, right? I don't think that's a thing anymore because now everybody just checks their balance. That's what, when, when, when balancing your checkbook, balancing your checkbook and checking your balance are not the same thing. They are not. They are not. And I'm only laughing because I balance my checkbook and people think I'm crazy, but I do. Yep. But they're, you're right. They're not. We're taught how to balance, though. We're taught how to balance a checkbook, but we're not taught any of the other things. You know, so that's if you if that's the piece that you're doing. It's interesting that you bring all of this up and I could go on and on and I don't want to, I don't want to get sidetracked from what you're trying to say, but you know, it's really true, you know, that, that, you know, we get so used to just flipping it up. Oh, I check my, my balance is fine. 
my balance is fine. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Right. I have enough. I have enough to do whatever this thing is, which I could go on a whole nother tangent about how I don't know how we do it, but in our minds, we can spend the same one hundred dollars eight different ways and think somehow that's not eight hundred dollars. But that's a whole nother <laughs> conversation for a whole nother day. This has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, I've yeah. enjoyed it as per the usual. And I, I was going to say I hope, but that's not even the right word. I trust that we're, we're peeling back the layers of this topic called personal finances and managing your money well. And we're shedding light on a conversation that is otherwise you know, hidden away. So uh, I just want to thank our listeners for for submitting their questions and giving us something to respond to and hanging out and uh, and taking in, you know, what, what it is that we can share with them. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just making it not taboo anymore, right? Normalizing the conversation around personal finance. I love it. It's a yeah. mission. Well, we will definitely continue to do that. But before we sign off, I just want to remind everybody that if you are looking for a way to plan and budget your money, that you can head over to newmoneyhabits.com. You can download our free budgeting form. Our budgeting form, again, is going to uh, really focus in on two key principles, and that is you should be budgeting by your pay periods and not just by the month alone. And second, that you should be prioritizing your expenses so that if things are tight, you will know exactly where you can start to cut back immediately. That does it for this episode of the New Money Habits podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and we look forward to continuing the conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.